Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into your weekend. Time for another episode of The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are presented, as always, by Circa Resort and Casino. Mikey, happy Friday to you. We roll into our first weekend of March. We've made it. We could talk some basketball and some college hoops and some MLB today. I kind of want to spread it around. Yes, the combine is going on in India, and that continues to be a topic of conversation. Justin Fields' next team odds. We'll talk about it. But lots of handicapping to do as we have rolled into the month of March, my friend. Yeah, back in the day, I was uh, went up to management. I said, I want to go to this combine. <laughs> and... By the way, hi, everybody, and hi to Carmen, and hi to Eric Ostrowski, our great producer. And uh, Doug Buffon and I were supposed to go, and we were going to be the only show there. It was when it first started, and there was a connection. They were at the Hoosier Dome, and I guess there was a hotel next there. Mm -hmm. And Doug didn't feel well, and he ended up, at that point, uh, having diabetes. Mm. And he couldn't go, so we just canceled it. But now I see what it's turned into. This, this big to-do about nothing. I don't care if a lineman can run a 4-6, 40-yard dash unless he picks up the fumble that I hope he can get away. I just want to make sure he can block block somebody or if he has to play defense, get to somebody. But it's fun to look at the Caleb Williams stuff. Anybody that mentions Caleb Williams on any TV shows I'm watching or if I'm listening in my car, and I shut it off. I can't take it anymore. I just think it's, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of people, especially some of these wagering shows that have Caleb William tickets. Oh, because yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I heard Lewis Riddick today say that uh, he has uh, Jaden Daniels now rated right alongside Caleb Williams, which now makes it two generational quarterbacks in one draft, ladies and gentlemen. Two generational. Congratulations to all. What about Drake May? The nonsense is nonstop. (laughs) I know, The nonsense is nonstop. I'd rather, Carmen, I listened to the show four times last week because it was so great. (laughs) It really was. We hit everything. I got to tell you, you said something, and you were so right. You were so right. If they lose less games next year, I mean win less games next year, then – than they did the year before, and they take Caleb Williams, then, you know, and everybody's got it right. I don't play the hindsight game. If they take Caleb Williams without a veteran quarterback with Bajan backing them up, they will win less games next year, mm. and Detroit or somebody else will be going to the playoffs. I hear Cousins is minus 250 to go back to Minnesota, and I hear Russell Wilson, both guys that I wanted, is, is probably going back to Denver after all the noise. That'd be wild if he did. I know Peyton said earlier this week that they'll decide in the next couple of weeks. It's He's like, got four years left. Yeah, I mean, I think the plan for them is just eat the dead money for this year and then be free but of it, I guess. who are they going to bring in that they would Good have question. any kind of chance with? I think, like you said last week, Carm, and we were talking, I like if we pick up a veteran to make the playoffs. But you can't bring in another rookie quarterback, especially if you see how Green Bay treats their quarterbacks and makes them watch, and then later they're successful. Caleb Williams, folks, lost five games last year. Caleb Williams sat out the bowl game, and his understudy broke the single-season yeah. touchdown record. <laughs> Has everybody forgotten this? I mean, that is, for a once-in-a-generation quarterback, for his replacement to do what he did in that game, 
I mean, USC is going to be fine at quarterback number one. Yeah, it was pretty but it's impressive. But it's just all so baffling to me that we're hearing the same nonsense. I heard about Justin three years ago. I'll say this. We keep Justin. We got a shot next year to make the playoffs because he's just a different quarterback. I, I just think Caleb Williams pulls the trigger better, Carm, mm. and that's what enthralls him. But I saw Justin Fields get out of jams last year, including that play in the end zone, that Caleb Williams would be laying on his back. I'm sorry, he doesn't have the escapability or running ability that Justin Fields has. Not many people. Not do. many people do. That's true. I I know you uh, saw this because I saw you re- you uh, responded to it on Twitter. But like, was, just, I, was I irate? Because I'm starting to lose yeah, my well, mind. Yeah, well, this is the kind of stuff though that is. Oh, like, I read the, it. The read pro that football tweet. talk, like this, is crazy. Oh my God, read it. This is a tweet from this morning oh, from Pro Football Talk. I went crazy. I saw you did. I can't take it. And even this drives me nuts too. Yeah. We just spent. This is the tweet. We just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy is the real deal, and the Bears will have their first franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. Like, what? McMahon was a franchise quarterback. But I'm going to say something else, too. And this whole thing's gotten ridiculous. There are, there are people in this town, both media and most fans. I'm hearing from fans today that nobody, oh, nobody thought Caleb Williams was a sure thing. I mean, uh, Justin Fields was a sure thing. Are you kidding me? I was like Daryl Flint fighting five nights going down the stairs with all the Caleb Williams love that I've heard for three years. Now, and Justin Fields' love. So all of a sudden, they're just going to throw him over, Carm. And and we're going to start with a new guy when he had, what, how many catches did D.J. Moore have last year? 95? 90-something, yeah. He broke his own records, right, almost, in a lot of of, like yards and everything. And we're going to start over? I don't know. Uh, Do you want to start over? Do you uh, think we're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. He's a Dan Marino type? Yeah. So, God, if he's Dan Marino, of course. No, yeah. do you think he is? Um, and why aren't there 10 I teams think... trying to trade for us if he's once in a well, generation? Well, there could be. There could be. Oh, really? I, let me tell you something. If, if they, I, heard a, I heard Colin Coward say he's the best college quarterback of all time. I don't care if you, if, if you believe Colin Coward. I don't care if you have Justin Herbert. You've got to make a trade. With the Bears to get Pat, to get the next the next Patrick Mahomes, I'm hearing. Why isn't anybody? Uh, why aren't we hearing everybody wanting to get this once in a generation quarterback? Because it's BS. We don't know. That's the stuff I don't like. Like, oh, right, he's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, do do I think there's? Look, I I don't think the Bears will ever reach the heights I'd like them to reach with Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm starting I, to. I, I I'm starting to get it. I don't think they'll ever reach those heights with Justin. And I like him. I mean, there's there are things to like about Justin Fields. Justin Fields has the identical success but rate in his career to, to Zach three Wilson. Three years ago. Well, I, listen, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I never, in, to, in my opinion, and I've always been consistent on this, mm-hmm. outside of the great prospects in hockey, right. there is no such thing in any sport as a can't miss. I never once said Justin Fields is a can't miss. No, but you ever. also wanted to get rid of Mitch. I, well, of course. Re- I never liked Mitch. That's no, true. No, and they didn't replace him. Period. No, they haven't. Like I, I have, I w- I'm not going to tell you that Caleb Williams is a can't miss. Only the generational hockey talents seem to be can't misses See, because you know the game I translates. I feel if Indy would have said we're putting Peyton Manning on the trade block, there would have been 15 teams after him. I hear Caleb Williams, you know, and, and I, I, I hear the Bears are maybe dangling them with who? New England's not even going after them. They're, they're, I'm hearing they're going after a veteran quarterback. Why wouldn't they? If he's that once-in-a-generation quarterback and they're picking third, 
I don't Trade know. Off. Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that. I, are we sure not. the Bears aren't getting a lot of calls about the number one pick? I mean, they're... There have been reports out of Washington that the commanders are dying to get him. I pray to God he does because I'd rather go to next year with Fields or a veteran quarterback than with a fresh rookie who, by the way, folks, lost five games last year. He didn't have the season he had the year before. I'm not going to put it all on him. It's a why. Yeah. Somebody said, well, look at USC's defense. Well, look at everybody's defense in that league. Yeah, there I know. is none. There really, outside of Utah, there really is right. none. I mean, there's, I mean there's, there's, Washington was okay. Dame. There's very little. Or Oregon, I'm sorry, was okay. But yeah, yeah. you're right. There's very little in defense in that And he league. played against Notre Dame, and he looked lost and baffled. So he I, did. I mean, listen, he was great against Notre Dame two years ago, but last year was a bad look. You're right. And it, the last guy, last thing, Merrill Hodge, who I respect greatly and was there as a narrative buster at the network for a while, mm-hmm. he doesn't like him. I trust him more than I trust some of these other guys that have been going from quarterback to quarterback. But the Lewis Riddick thing opened my eyes because I'm not sure Jaden Daniels wouldn't be a better quarterback than Caleb Williams, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would never say definitively. He won the Heisman. It's, yes, he did. Well, Caleb won two years ago, but I mean. Yeah. Um, I would never say definitively with these NFL prospects. It, it's hard to. I mean, they're just the the bus rate is extremely high. So I get why everybody's a little bit nervous and you oh, go yeah, along with some nervous. trepidation. <laughs> yeah, I get it. The, the odds on Fields' next team have shifted a little here in the last couple Atlanta's of weeks. Atlanta's not interested, I'm hearing. Are you hearing the same I, thing? I don't know. I mean, bit? Atlanta is the favorite, though, and a pretty heavy favorite, Mike. I mean, as of this morning. Well, the f- they should be because he's better than Ritter. Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. The Falcons are a minus 425 favorite. Staying with the Bears is the second choice at about two and a half to one. And then it's the Steelers at three and a half to one. So it really, And then the Raiders are a little bit longer, 12 to one. Pats are 15 okay, to one. Let me give you one more, Carl, because you're a smart guy. Uh, Derek May basically said, don't judge the helmet. Because Mitch, they say, was a bust, but he's had the best bear years of any quarterback since Cutler. Uh, not stat-wise, just winning and yeah, throwing wins. touchdowns. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. You want to revisit USC's quarterback lineage? We're doing the Ohio State thing we did with Fields. How many quarterbacks? None except Carson, Carson Palmer. Palmer. He's forgotten. Yeah. He's forgotten with Burroughs. So I'm trying to figure out, 40 years like Ohio State with us and the Bears, we're going to take a USC quarterback now? And that, that I, I, just, I think if you're a Bear fan, you got to be concerned because this defense is ready to gel. I just I feel think so it. too. Don't you? Oh yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I I know the slate of opponents they beat down the stretch wasn't impressive, but I Doesn't think there matter. are some good signs about this Bears yep. defense. I think it's pointing in a good direction. And our special teams too. So the special like teams are going to be interesting next year as the kickoff rule looks like it's going to change too. So do they have somebody that's a little bit more dynamic again that can – yeah, I think you're right. Thank God is right. Like tweak it in some way or just get rid of it. Troy Vincent. You have one – there's what's one or the other. I mean – Troy Vincent of all people taking the quarterback and making it a ceremonial play. It's one of the most exciting plays in football in a year where Devin Hester makes the Hall of Fame because he was a kickoff returner and punt returner. It's unbelievable. you got to do something. I'm with you. Either get rid of it or change it. And oh, it looks don't like... ever get rid of it. It's so cool. Well, I know, but I mean, it doesn't even happen anymore. But they, the injury, well, 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 then move it back and maybe, I, like you said, like they do it to USFL. That, that's what they're going to do. And that might be fun. Like, let's they see will. how that works. Um, what was Where the they stat? line up behind the kicker or something, you, right? Well, they line up every Everybody except the kicker and the returner lines up five yards apart from each other. So they're limiting the impact. Wasn't the stat that there wasn't a single kickoff return in the playoffs this year? Is that, isn't that that right? 
I don't think there like was that. a single return, you guys, if I'm remembering correctly. You know, and the Super Bowl, the first kick went right, like I said, into the seats. It's a bad rule. It's, Troy Vincent, a, yeah. former pro, a former pro football player and a good one, has become, I mean, uh, and they use the injury thing as an excuse as they're adding on games and all this. Well, nonsense. yeah, right. It's a bunch of BS. It's right? all it was, BS. It was the easy way to make it look like they cared. When they got sued, the easy thing to do is, okay, what's the most violent play? Kickoffs. All the data shows it. The highest rate of concussion was always on those kickoffs. So they said, okay, we'll pretend like we care. No more kickoffs. Now you take away a very exciting play. Exciting. They use the the like the, the the ruse, if you will, of the injury. But you're right. They add more games. I what does that do? I got an idea, Carm. You know when I get an idea. I can't. I'll forget about it in a minute <laughs> unless I tell you. Okay. Why don't the kickoffs become punts? Because if you're going to, they, they keep the punts in. They keep the punts in, yeah. Guys so get blasted Why don't you just the free punts? kick then, right? Why don't you right, just free kick? free kick. They got to try something or get rid of it. It's honestly. So oh, tr- God, change it or get rid of it. it. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Luke Pergandy. I want to pick your brain and, and Luke's brain about some uh, big picture baseball that stuff. That won't take long. As we've we reached <laughs> March, spring training underway. Yep. Uh, so Luke's going to join us. We'll get some ponies. We've got more big prep races this weekend. Jim Miller yeah, will man. join us later on. Uh, Mike's going to talk about some golf for everybody yeah. again. I've got another NBA game for tonight after giving out a winner last week. So yes, you did. The Bucks. The time. Bucks, baby. So And yeah. the Bulls to play the Bucks tonight. So we'll preview that game. Lots to do. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple. Remember to catch up on demand all weekend long. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends. All you need is the ESPN Chicago app. It's as simple as that. Catch up on all the shows and interviews you missed. All the great original content, like our Odds Couple podcast with Mike and me, each and every week. Yeah, because we're not going to be on until later tomorrow because there's the Sox and then there's the Northwestern game. We're going to have picks on golf and everything, so you want to get to our podcast as quick as possible uh, until we're on tomorrow night. That's right. It's always up sometime yep. around 1130-ish yep, noon on job. Friday. Absolutely. The Encore replay will be on the air Saturday late in the day after the White Sox mm-hmm. and after Northwestern basketball. Another app you better have is the Prop Swap oh, app. Yeah. We tell you all the time. We've been talking to our next guest for years on this program, and we love him. Chicago's very own and one of the co-founders of PropSwap.com and the great app. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. Luke, it's a prop swap app. Hi, Carm. Hi, Mike. Hey, buddy. What's up, Luke? We made it to March, my friend, and, you know, uh, spring training is well underway. One thing that we've always liked doing on this show is trying to identify good futures plays, whether people are going to cash their tickets, whether they're going to sell them on prop swap, which we encourage. We've all done that over the years. We've been pretty successful at identifying guys, too. I was looking yep. at MVP odds for baseball. And in the NL, Acuna is the about a $4 favorite, about a four and a half to one favorite to repeat. There has been no back-to-back NL repeat winner since Albert Pujols, by the way, in 08 and 09. We always like to look for longer odds. Shohei's second choice at about six and a half to one. Now, those aren't great odds to go fishing anyway. Normally, I'd always encourage find something a little bit deeper. But I was thinking about something, and I want your opinion on this, guys. Shohei's not going to be able to pitch this year. Now, he will DH the entire year, but I was thinking how hard it is and how almost like have we ever really seen a pure DH 
win this award. Like in Harper's MVP seasons, he started 140 games in the outfield. Uh, Aaron Judge started 82% of his games in the outfield in 2022. When Big Frank won in 93 and 94, he was still a first baseman. 88% of his games were at first. Giancarlo Stanton played 149 games in right field in 2017 in Miami when he won the award. Obviously, back then there wasn't even a DH in the NL. But it's really almost, you never see a DH. I would steer clear, as great as he is, Luke, of any uh, hope that Shohei could rip off an MVP season in L.A. this year. Great point. It's a really good point. I, I don't disagree with you. I think that board is just loaded yeah. with talent. The NL MVP board, Bryce Harper at double digits. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the Padres? Like, yeah. is, that, is last year an outlier? Is... Can they turn it around this year? I mean, the the roster is still just loaded, and obviously they they underperformed massively last year. But like Manny Machado at twenty two to one, mm-hmm. Tatis at ten to one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to make of the Padres. To me, that's one of the most difficult teams to handicap this year. Just trying to figure out what went wrong last year, and like, can they can they rid that going into this year? Obviously, very difficult division with the Dodgers. Yeah, I like Mookie Betts this year. He seems like he's uh, more focused, even though he's been focused in the past. He's I just so think good. He's a hell of a baseball player. Yeah. I think Otani, the specialty of him was that he plays two positions. Not playing a position, of course, he's the penthouse of DHs, but mm-hmm. that was originally put in for older men to stay in the game of baseball, like Ron Bloomberg and Mike Epstein back in the day, Harold Baines, guys that are just hanging on. He's taking it to the next level, but I think he's got to play the field in order to win it. Let's talk talk about another field. Let's talk basketball real quick, Luke. Uh, Clippers and Denver, I think, right now are I think equal in odds to win the Western Conference, and I think the Clippers have waned a little bit where Denver's playing outstanding. Jokic could win MVP every year, probably, if they wanted to. (laughs) I heard a stat that was unbelievable from Matt Humans of Visson. Last year, the 76ers, when they played the Celtics, and, you know, everybody's excited about the Sixers, but they have injuries that could happen with George and Harden. James Harden didn't score a point in the fourth quarters of the fifth, sixth, or seventh game mm. of that playoff. That's a I Ben would... Simmons stat. Is that right? Yes. Wow. That's a stunner. Woof. I heard Matt Humans bring it up today. Wow. I just think that if you're going to play the Western Conference, it's a defending champs. If they get the one seed, you got to play them in a home court like that. What's your take? So you're asking, are, do I like the Nuggets out west? I mean, yes. yeah, of course. You're yeah. saying relative to the Clippers? Yeah. Yes. Because the yeah. Clippers have injury problems. You can't depend on Harden. Um, you know, Paul George has been seen at times in the playoffs and not seen. I just think Jokic and, and that cast in Denver especially if they get the one seed, it's going to be tough to beat even if they're favored. But right now they're about equal. You could buy them at yeah. drop swap, right? Yeah, completely agree with you, Mike. I think if if you're going to give me equal odds on both teams, to me that should be double. I should get I should get double my money on the Clippers mm-hmm. and then keep the Nuggets at plus 250. Like the Clippers should be at least 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I would much rather, if you're going to give me the same odds, I'd yep. much rather take Denver. And then like maybe, you know, like we've discussed a couple times, like, Sprinkle a few bucks right. on the Thunder. I think they're dangerous. You know, they can they can make a run. I don't know if it's going to end up in the NBA Finals. And then I think the Suns will eventually figure this out. Bradley Beal obviously has been slow to start. But I, I do think the Suns can figure this out. KD is, is too good to, to not. 
Yeah, they're fifteen to one. What yeah. what do we got? What do you guys make of the Bucks right now? Kind of getting right under Doc. Finally, it was a disaster going into the All Star break, but they've been great since. Granted, two of those games, you know, one was against shorthanded Philly, and two were against the Hornets. So maybe that's a little deceiving. But they're beating the snot out of teams in this last week since coming out of the All Star break. Uh, they play the Bulls, and Mike and I will handicap that game in a little bit. But what do we make of the Bucks at seven to one right now, Luke? Yeah, that that's a, the East is a two pony race. I, I don't I don't think the Sixers will figure it out. No. Um, I just they just don't have enough scoring on that team. I love Joel Embiid. I think when he's healthy, he's as good as anyone. But yeah. um, the, the East to me is a two pony race between Boston and Milwaukee. So you know, flip a coin between which team you like. But I don't see anyone else coming out of the East this year. God, I must be nuts. I just don't believe in the Celtics. I just think they're regular season. They play so well in the regular season. They're so good, I know. And then something derails. And then it's not like they don't have a superstar over in Milwaukee that's as good as Tatum. I hear Tatum might be an MVP candidate, but you got the the freak over there. You added some players. I I'm questionable about Dill, uh, Lillard in this. Uh, in oh yeah. This, uh, in well, this you, spot. you and you question how teams are going to just hunt him and attack him on defense. Absolutely. I mean that. I think that's a legit. Yep. I think that's a legit it's thing. A, it's wide open, right between those two teams. Guys. I think it's those two. You know, like the weird thing like about said. the East. I, I agree with Luke ultimately, but man, Miami's just like, I, I for whatever reason, like I, I never. I, I, you can't shake Miami. They're well coached. They're, they're, exactly. They're, they're just well like, it's yeah. well run. They're, I love Jaime Hawkins, this rookie out of UCLA. I'm loving him. I mean, like, He's if, they, He's really if good. they're healthy, there's always like, don't you feel like every team will always be a little scared to run into them in the playoffs, oh, yeah. having to play a seven-game series against them? Yeah. I mean, look, they were uh, that was the prop soft team of the year last year, yes. 101 odd. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're well aware of, of the Miami Heat yeah. coming back from long shots and, and pushing teams. So I get it. I, you're clearly not crazy. They, of course, had that comeback against uh, the Bucks last year uh, in that series. So, yeah, look, they're Jimmy Butler's a dog. Yep. I miss him pretty much every day. Yep. <laughs> the Bulls. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Spolstra, obviously, is one of the best ever. I, I I personally thought that he was just a product of the big three, mm. Bosh, Wade, and LeBron, but I was wrong on that. Spolstra so is incredibly talented, yep. super smart guy. He's winning with teams much less talented than others. And, again, you just can never count out Jimmy Butler's right. team. He's really good. All right, Luke, great stuff, buddy. We will catch up again next Friday. Have a great weekend. Sounds good, guys. You too. See you, pal. Oh, okay. There's Luke Pergandy. At Luke Pergandy on X and on Instagram. I love Wemby. Oh, my God. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk a little Wemby coming up in some baseball. I love Wemby and Chad. I I love them both. I want to talk to you about both of those things. Uh, Some NL Central odds, how they've shifted now that Cody Bellinger is back in the fold. When we did the show last week, of course, that hadn't happened yet. So we got more great uh, conversation coming your way. Some best plays before we're out of here and ponies from Jim Miller around the corner. We're coming right back, folks. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Every Friday, we get the show in the can for you. You can catch up all weekend long on the app. You'll get the encore replay late in the day Saturday after White Sox baseball. But it's baseball. entertaining and we're funny. Yeah, of course, that's what we Come do. On. We have a great time with the show. We're going on year five. It's incredible. Woo! It's been a great partnership. Yep. Uh, follow oh, Mike on it, Twitter. Buddy. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Going into the break there, Mike had mentioned Wemby. Wemby and Chet Wemby. last night. Uh, here's one I definitely missed on because when we knocked around, um, when we I'm knocked sorry. around some of like the rookie of the year 
props at the start of the NBA season, I was like, man, the field is a great bet. And mostly because Chet Holmgren was going to be part of that after not playing last year. And I was like, Wemby's still just, you know, he's 18. He's so wispy and he's going to, it's going to, he's going to be on a bad team and it's going to take a little while. He's incredible, Mike. I mean, he's the easy, like, minus 500 favorite now, uh, even as good as Chet has been, to win that award. The two went toe-to-toe last night. I mean, Wemby's he's putting up numbers as a rookie like Tim Duncan did, for crying out loud. And I don't even know. When was the last time a rookie led the league in blocks? I mean, there's he's so impressive, Mike. I was wrong to compare Ralph Sampson to him. Ralph oh. Sampson was an offensive player, 7'5". He could hit the three back in the day if he wanted. He could play inside. He was a four-time basketball player of the year, folks. 7'5". The thing that aggravated is there's never been somebody that big that's been so good. Well, he had a four-time NCAA basketball player year and a Hall of Famer and Ralph Sampson. That being said... Mm-hmm. This kid will be the best defensive player if he stays healthy that's ever lived. Right. And I saw Russell. I've seen them all. I've seen Jerry Sloan. I mean, you could go to different positions. Sloan, Bill Russell, Chamberlain would block shots. But here's the key. The other kid, if I'm not mistaken, has over 100 blocks. He does. And I guess he's got like a hundred. How many threes? He's got there? over a hundred threes, Mike. So wait a I'll, minute. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I'm gonna get the stats. Yeah, help so me out I'm glad here. you brought this up. The, yeah. I'm all right. Sorry so he's got. Because, so Mike, right? he's got a hundred and fifty-five blocks, and okay. he and he's made a hundred and two threes. That's it. That's uh, Chet Holmgren. So you're talking about the one kid it's who's incredible. outstanding defensively, who is setting every time you see him, he's doing something that is. Gaining notice, five blocks, five assists, 15 rebounds, 15 points. I mean, they come up with all this stuff. <laughs> Chet Holmgren a is a monster, too. Monster. So this league I know. is in, and this is going to be a rivalry eventually, folks. Yeah. Because they'll add players for Wemby, who I love now, and I'm with Carmen. I sort of panned him at the beginning. I go, come on. He's, he weighs 112 pounds. He can play hide-and-seek right. behind the straw. I mean, enough. For, where is he? He's behind the drainage pipe. You know? He was so skinny. And, you know, it, then I – but he's got heart, Carmen. Oh, my God. I love him, Mike. I'm telling he's you. He's like one of those guys. Like, he, they asked about uh, – who was the big kid? Uh, the the uh, Manute Bowl. They asked – they asked him, do you think Manute Bowl? They asked somebody, do you think he's got courage? He goes, how many NBA players you know hunted a lion with a spear? Mm. That's what he did. He, right? Yeah, I mean. So uh, let's knock off the heart and the courage. This guy's got it. He cries when he broke a record the other night, and he was moaning that, that it happened in a loss. I love that. I love it. I'm. I, he is already must-watch TV yes, when he's on. I, you're, you're so right about Holmgren, too. Man, God, he's Chet, unbelievable. He's 7 to whatever he is, 7-2, seven, 7-1. Seven, he's averaging a little over 17 points per game in his rookie year. But Mike brought up the blocks, which are at about two and a half a and game. And three. And he's shooting 40% from, from three. From the three. It, it is just this league, you're right, is in – I get, I was saying this to Yurko yesterday, and I get it's very different. And it, not everybody loves how scoring has gone haywire. It's, it's, it's crazy, but that's fine. But I will say that, and I think you hit on it, part of it, I don't think it's just like, oh, guys are lazier, they don't want to play defense. It, we're in an era now where you literally have to guard 25 you know, a 25-foot perimeter. And Back in the old days, him. it was about a 15-foot perimeter. You know, but you like, can't even touch well, him. And, that, you and you're right about that, Mike. You're but right. I will say this, Carm. I got a team that I think you and I will like and maybe we'll bet together for our 50th anniversary. 
I don't know. To pay for the party, we're going to have to apparently throw for ourselves. ourselves. Nobody's yeah. throwing it for us, man. I'm going to have a remote at That's the local for, bar in Huntley. That's for sure. Yeah. No, so anyway, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I watched them the other night. The inside guy, blocking shots left and right, but it's the perimeter defense. Anthony Edwards. Edwards have yeah. you guys watched their wings play defense? Yeah. It's going. They're going to be tough too. You know what worries me about them, and I, I've always loved this kid's Carl game. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns. You nailed it. I, you got it. I love his game. I've always loved it. But man, there's something. He gets lazy. I don't lazy. think he gets lazy. He settles for the three too much. He's got to learn to plan inside. But this guy was in the three point shootout. I and know. you know what I, I loved know. as a Bull fan back in the day? Not only the great wins, not only Michael Jordan, not only the going to the. It was watching Patrick Ewing square up for a three. Mm. That was heaven on earth. He he would get tired and then be outside a little bit. Jordan and Pippen and Rodman would wear his ass out. Yeah. And then he'd settle for threes. And that's when you see Carl Anthony Towns right. get a little bit tired, that's where he goes. Yeah, they're a weird team a little bit because they they're talented, but I still wonder about, like, in a seven-game series, when you when it's not cut in time, like, is Carl Anthony Towns going to be and there? Is Gobert going to be there? We've seen them not perform. And live by the sword, die by the sword. They That's shoot a true, lot of too. They shoot, they, and they're, well, they've got the second-best percentage, so you're right. They do do a little, they do a lot of live and die sometimes by Yes. Pressure situations yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, you're right about that. How do we on our game today? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> and anything, uh, you know, since we're talking NBA real quick, I'll, I'll I say, love talking NBA real quick. I'll say this about Bulls and Bucks tonight at the uh, UC. You know, we mentioned this when we were talking to Luke Pergandy. The Bucks have uh, stormed out of the All-Star break. Now, they played a shorthanded Philly team. They played back-to-back games against Charlotte, the Hornets stink, but uh, they're rolling teams right now. The Bucks are about a three and a half point favorite on the West Side tonight. This is the second of a back to back for Milwaukee, but the Bucks are four and zero straight up and against the number since the All Star break. And I'll just give this out too. Not anything I'm playing. I'm not giving it out as a best player or anything. But if people want a little trend here, the Bucks are on a wicked under run. So the total in the game tonight is two twenty one and a half. Seven of the last eight Bucks games have gone under the total. The one that didn't was a push. In their last 15 games, the under has gone 12-2-1. They've kind of fixed the broken defense of Adrian yeah, Griffin yeah. with Doc Rivers there. Doc so took heat, man. He took some heat early, but they kind of yeah, and they kind of got it going on right now. So maybe you, if you're looking for any trend or you're going to the game and you want to play something, just know When's that that's coming under. back for the Bulls next year. He's done for the year. So is Patrick yeah. Williams. And what happened to my guy? All I heard before Zach came back the second time. Was Kobe White this? Kobe White that? Hasn't he fallen off the he, shelf? He's just gone a cold bit? a little bit. His shot's gone cold for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was on fire, and then Zach came back, yeah. which means everything moves around a little bit, less minutes and what have you. And now he's just not the same player, so I don't know. I mean, I'm disappointed in Billy Donovan. I'm disappointed in the Bulls organization. Yeah, I'm with you. They're just, it's kind of like you're stuck in the mud. My God. NL Central odds changed a little bit this week with the news that Cody Bellinger is oh, back on the baby. north side. Yeah. Let's talk Belly. You know, in most places now, the Cubs are a very short favorite over the Cardinals at plus 180. Since 1940. Right, I know, right. Everybody goes there and bets them. This division, you know, I was looking at the fan graphs, just the projected playoff, you know, uh, the the, the playoff projections, excuse me, at fan graphs. So they've got the Cardinals. This is according to fan graphs in their calculations. They've got the Cardinals as the favorite to win the division, 36%. Cubs are next at 24%. Reds at 18%. 
Brewers at 13%. The Pirates really have no chance. We know they're that. They're talking big in Pittsburgh. I heard the manager the other day. They're talking big. We they, can do it. They got what? no shot. They got no shot. Not no. with those other teams in there. It's, I think that'll be a pretty competitive division. Yeah. And you've got win totals posted from, you know, amongst those four. I was 2-0 last year on the show, folks. I know, and yeah. we're going to do it again this year. Do you like the Cubs over 84 and a half? You know what I miss? Strowman. Is yeah. Kayon going to come back? And, right, and right. That's a good better. question. Yeah. He's got to do better. Yes. Steele is going to be a stud, I believe. Uh, Hendricks is coming back. He's he's a five-inning guy now. Um, it's go- 84 wins with Belly. Belly's probably pissed off. Mm-hmm. That could affect them either way because uh, they're waiting out Boros now. They're colluding the owners. It's about time because Boros has been cocky forever and made a lot of money for a lot of players. But there's no doubt that Boros is disappointed in the $80 million offer. Yeah. That's not even solid with Cody. Do you agree? Yes, I think you're 100% right. I think he's a little stunned by it. And yep. They could have the last laugh. If Cody has another year like he did last he year, he'll I opt out. The guy. Yeah. You bring up a great point about uh, Tyone, by the Tyon. way. His first half was terrible. His second half was much better. He's got to do better, Carm. If he can have a better first right. half, yeah, I'd you know, I like uh, 85. I could see the Cubs getting 85, 86 and winning that division. You know what? Clearly. I, 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 it's a wide open. I think it's wide open for the first two or three teams, you said. Yeah. I don't know what. I, I mean, Milwaukee lost Burns. I mean, yes. I don't know what. And then St. Louis. Is Wainwright still pitching? I mean, what, He's not. I mean, seriously. Is Red Shandy said second? Where's Mutual? <laughs> I mean, why Why all of a sudden? I mean, is Poole still with them? Is Poole, I mean, is, is, is the catcher still with them? Not, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> no, well, wait a minute. Who do they got? They well, got Goldie. Still got Goldie. Still got Arenado. Oh, oh, I forgot about those two. They, they signed. Uh, they were the last. Were the Cardinals were last last year, weren't they? I believe they were. Yeah, I think they I were mean, the last place team. Okay, you got two guys, but I mean, they just signed Brandon Crawford. Not, not that that's nah, good. That'll help God, defensively Brandon a little Crawford. bit. I mean that's that's a desperation move, hoping you'll catch lightning. In the I bottom. think you're right. It's a, like we, you know, like let's shore up our defense best we can. But you're I not love gonna get... the Cubs up the middle defense. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And Jan Gnomes, Yanni, I hope he is. He's back, right? Is he back? Uh, I, don't, I I forgot if he's back or not. He had a good year last year. He had a very good year last year. He's back, isn't he? I don't. I even believe know. he. I, uh, I believe he is. Yes, I'm almost positive. Well, Jan is still. Was a two year deal for Jan? I think wasn't it? Jan had a great year last. He year. He had a great year. Called a good game. I thought Jan signed a two year deal. Catcher. So yeah, I absolutely. hope he's back. You know, otherwise I won't last long in this business. I got to know what's going on. <laughs> Coming up, I mean, it's spring trading. Who knows, right? I mean, nobody even knows where these teams are going to be. Oh, you can't. I mean, please, spring training. You're watching spring training, and it's impossible. There's the split squads and number. Here comes number 97 out of the bullpen. I mean, who the hell knows? Tom, did you hear this story real quick? Do we have time? Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Guy want, Guy's a single golfer. Singular. You know. And, like a you single know. eye. He goes out as a single? Yeah, yeah, so you let him go ahead if you want. But yeah. They said somebody want, uh, is another. we got another single. Would you play with them? He goes, yeah. Sandy Colfax. Get out of here. And then it, it, they, Sandy Colfax, which means I would have been just peppering the guy with oh all sorts God. of stuff and had fun. That'd be incredible. But at the end, the guy said, thank you, Mr. Colfax. Nice meeting you. He was a classy guy. Colfax leaves him an autograph ball. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. How about that? I love Who that. would you like to golf with? Jeez, I mean. If there was anybody a, Like else. a famous person? Um, yeah. Anybody I, in sports. Anybody in sports. I, probably Tiger. Just to watch it. Just to watch that kind of... That's funny, a golfer. That's right. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, probably Tiger. 
Ah, if if you're going to say a non-golfer, see, I played basketball with Jordan, so mm, I that's that, awesome. That, that was that's weird. awesome. Yeah, and so I guess, boy, a golfer's a good thing. And by the way, okay. The Golf Channel, start showing more golf. Please. I don't I mean, need two uh, hours of Brando Shambly. Uh, nobody and I don't does. Need ten minutes of Amanda Balionis. I like Amanda. <laughs> but do a two, two, two questions. I'd, I'd rather have two hours of Amanda and two less hours of Brando Shambly, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, I, mean, I mean, my God. God. I mean, well, where's the ascot? They look, like, they look like stock traders. He looks like he, he, looks like he should be at the, the, the Judgment of you know Paris wine tasting do, is what he looks like. I was on a golf podcast, and I said this. Get off the 2004 model. Where's their gamble? expert on that show. Good question. My God. I mean, come on. You're, you want to beat Liv? Put the gambling Thank odds you. up like that, like I bet every day. Thank you. Coming come up on. next, Jim Miller's got ponies. We've got more stakes races this week. I mean, the Derby's fast approaching. How We're many stakes, baby? Yeah. And uh, we'll give you some best plays as we roll into the weekend. We're coming right back on The Odds Couple. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are presented, as always, by Circa Resort and Casino. And it's time to get some expert handicapping from one of the best in the business. We've got major stakes races with the Derby Fast approaching. Uh, major stakes races this weekend. And he's going to talk about some of the big ones with us from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on X at Hawthorne Gym. And he joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jim all right, boys, three weeks from opening day at Hawthorne as we open on March 23rd, but we have four derby preps this weekend. They're all points races, one a 20-point race, three 50-point races. But, guys, about a month ago, I told you, watch a horse that Bob Baffert has by the name of Nysos because that could be the best three-year-old in the country, and the horse was impressive a month ago. The horse returns this weekend at Santa Anita on Sunday because they canceled the races on Saturday due to rain. Nysos is something that you're going to see that's almost unprecedented in racing. This is a horse that's in a derby prep race that is the one to five morning line favorite. Jeez. You almost never see odds set that low. That's how everybody feels about this horse. And guys, this is a horse that can't run in the Kentucky Derby. It's crazy. But he's probably the best three-year-old in the country. I, I know, listen, I know virtually nothing about what I'm looking at. Don't don't get me wrong, but I watched that. What which race was that about a month ago that you t- you told us? You said this horse will win. There's no question. Which one was that, Jimmy? Yeah, that was the Robert B. Lewis yeah, over at Santa I, Anita. He, he was. And in, now you have the I, San Felipe this weekend. I watched that race, and you, you like you don't have to know anything to see it. The way he pulled away late and just like it was like holy cow! I mean, that horse is incredible. The thing about it, too, is you look, three-year-old horses, especially at this time of year, Carm, they're putting up buyer speed figures, say upper 80s, low 90s, that kind of stuff. Nysos is a horse that's putting up triple-digit buyer speed figures. Jeez. These are numbers that you saw with horses like Justify, who was a triple crown winner. Mm. Horses along those lines, that's how good this racehorse is. And you're right, that race a month ago you talk about a jock on complete cruise control. He never once had to ask the racehorse to do anything. Nyso just did everything on his own. That's how impressive of a specimen this horse is. And I'll tell you, it's going to make the Preakness really intriguing this year. 
because I can guarantee you, as long as he stays healthy, this would be the favorite in the Preakness. You know, Jimmy, I go back uh, in the day from Bruce Roberts, who used to show the race highlights, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Morris, all those guys back in the day. And I remember a lot of races in the rain. Is this something new or you can't race in the rain anymore? What What is the situation with that? Because, you know, we... It, it, is it because of the times? Why are they calling the, the... Why do they call the race off? You know what? The thing that's really kind of interesting is it's kind of unique to California. Really okay. heavy rain in California is something that they just don't handle well. Yeah. And the track... Almost gets to the point of oh, washing out, per se. Yep. So because they don't have the of, same drainage and stuff. Because it it's, never right, it's not the yep. same drainage. It's right. not the same track complexion, anything along those lines. So at least they were proactive. They took the entire Saturday card, moved it to Sunday. They are expecting nice weather for Sunday. The other good thing about California is usually when the rain goes away, the sun comes out and dries things out really quickly. So that was their expectation. So at least they were being proactive. But you're right. California and rain, especially in Southern California, as we know from recent weather. It never rains in Southern California. There was a song about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's news. Uh, I mean, it's news. Anytime it rains there, it's a massive story. uh, Any value? uh, I'll ask you this question. You're the expert. Any value? Because Nisos is so good, like doing a kind of bet with like Nisos and then everybody else and hope like a bomber finishes second and you can make a little money. I mean, at one to five, like you're not really getting paid off if that horse wins, but like, is there any value in trying to find a bomber that can finish second and make a little money, Jimmy? Here's the thing about this race, Carm, that's so crazy. Everybody's so afraid of Nisos. There's only four others that even entered in the race. Okay, And two of the other four are also Bob Baffert trainees. So it's almost like Baffert said, I need to make sure this race goes for this racehorse. Mm. So I'm going to put a couple other horses in there that are probably pretty good racehorses, just enough to even get the race go. So yeah, this that, is that a race you just so, sit back and watch. Yeah. That sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. And you got horses ducking other horses. Ducking horses. Like, I'm, like it's a boxing. Like right, it's exactly. boxing, for God's It's sake. crazy. All right, so where are we wagering for this weekend, Jimmy? All right, so we do have three other derby preps that are taking place this weekend. First off, a 20-point prep race. This is at Turfway Park, the John Battaglia Memorial. It's race number six. We're in about the four-horse, bolt at midnight across the board. This one, only one race on its career, and it was an impressive victory. Then we're going to Aqueduct, race 10, the 50-point Gotham Stakes. Going to bet the 10-horse just to touch across the board. This one broke its maiden in the slop, and Mike, they're expecting rain in New York, and they do race in the rain there. So that horse will be really good. And then Gulfstream Park, race 14, the 50-point Fountain of Youth Stakes. Bet the five door knock across the board. This was a horse that was New York-based. They decided to go the Florida route. It's a little more purse money there, so I'm sure they're very confident with this racehorse. All right, these are big ones because even I recognize uh, these big stakes races. So Turfway, the six race, the four horse across the board. Then the Gotham uh, in New York on Saturday at Aqueduct. That is race 10. We're going to bet the 10 horse across the board. And then at Gulfstream, the Fountain of Youth, uh, Fountain of Youth. excuse me, which race was that, Jimmy? That's race 14, 14. out of 14 race cards. Okay, that's a big card. So race 14, the last race at Gulfstream on Saturday, the five horse in the Fountain of Youth across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Right. Focus on these horses. The winners of these races will be in the Derby. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. All right. Jimmy! Here's our guy Jim Miller with some expert handicapping from Hawthorne. All right, Mikey, let's uh, get some best plays here as we get ready to wrap up and roll into the weekend for everybody. Yeah, I mean, last week, I mean, Jack Knapp wins, and I'll tell you what, that was the first week, folks, if you watched the golf last week, that you missed the big hitters from the PGA. Uh, Knapp uh, just struggled off the tee for the first three, four 
uh, holes of Sunday. And if there would have been a Rom or a Bubba Watson or uh, 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 other name players, he would have tightened up and lost that tournament. Instead, it was uh, a win for him. Nobody really challenged him, and I think that's where we do miss some of the big golfers now because yeah. some of the, some of the golf has not been that good the You're last right. couple of weeks, Carb. So You're right. I'm going to take Chan Kim. Minus 120. I was one and two last week in, in, in matchup golf. This is on uh, Bovada, or maybe uh, you can check the prop swap. Minus 120, Chan Kim against Matt Neesmith. Okay, that's my first pick. I'll have another one. Sounds good. Okay, I'll give you another NBA game. Uh, I love it. You're on roll. Let's try to hit like we did last week. And the Warriors have been excellent here lately. Warriors uh, have won 12 of their last 15. They won in the Garden last night, but we're going to fade them tonight in the second of a back-to-back. This game tonight in Toronto, north of the border, is sandwiched between last night's win in the Garden and a Saturday. Um, excuse me, a Sunday afternoon marquee matchup against the Celtics in Boston on ABC, and it's also the final game of their four-game East Coast swing. So this is not a lot of expert handicapping uh, into this one, other than a couple of quick things: the scheduling spot primarily here for the Warriors in the second of a back-to-back with this game sandwiched between two very marquee games that were nationally televised games and the fact that, uh, for the most part, Toronto's healthy here. And they're on a four-game homestand, and it didn't start the way they wanted it to with the loss a couple of nights ago. So I think Toronto is better tonight. They are the underdog getting three-and-a-half, so we'll fade the Warriors tonight, and we'll say Toronto plus three-and-a-half at home against Golden State is the play. Okay, Carmen, I got that's a good one. I got one more quick one. <clears throat> Last week he wins Jake Knapp. He's minus 115 against Akshay Basha. Never heard of him. I thought it was a tropical destination when I first saw it. Uh, plus 115. Uh, I'm going to take him over Nap. I think his whole life changed last week, and I don't know if he's going to come out of the gates on the Thursday. Good point. Ready to go. So he's going to be teeing off Good at point. about 1140 and Kim at 1213. Now it's time. Are you done, Carmen? Yes, that's it for me. It's time for Eric O's betting show, Eric. All right, let's do another future. I um, love futures. So, looking at Bellinger's home run total. Yes. It's at 24 and a half. If you look back at his seven-year career, he's only hit 25 home runs three of those years. One was last year. Last year. But I still don't think that you're going to bank on him hitting that again. Wow. So, I'm going to take the under at nice. the minus 120. Minus yeah. 120. And we won't remember these folks, but nope. write them down now so you can bet them when you're ready. I love that. Because My- Eric's sharp. Eric right. betting show. There we go. All right, yep. great show as always, boys. Thank you, Tara Kostrowski. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Everybody have a great weekend. Mikey, uh, enjoy. all. The- it's going to be nice again, too. The weather has cooperated beautifully for the most part. So enjoy the nice weekend. Happy wagering. And we'll talk to everybody again next week. So long, everybody. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.